0: Welcome to the monthly SkillBytes show, where we share information that is geared to helping you succeed in your business. This is Judy Weintraub, CEO of SkillBytes and host of this show. If you want to position yourself as an expert, one of the best ways to do that is to become a published author. SkillBytes' author platform provides the easiest way to get a book written and published. Today, our guest is Anthony Mora, president and CEO of Anthony Mora Communications and PR for Writers. Anthony is also the author of two novels and seven plays. Anthony began his media career as a freelance journalist and magazine editor. He has placed clients in a wide range of media, including CNN, Time, the New York Times, Oprah, the LA Times, the BBC, and hundreds of other media outlets. The firm, which offers customized campaigns and individualized attention, specializes in public relations, media training, and social media. Anthony is going to be discussing such issues as how to work with a PR firm to get the best results, and how to gauge if your PR campaign is successful. Anthony, welcome to the SkillBytes show. I'm so delighted you could join us today.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: So, why don't we start having you tell us a little bit about your background? How did you get involved with PR? Um, and how did you go from being a, a journalist into your media career?
1: Right, yeah, well, I, um, I started as a rock journalist. And, um, so I had a friend who was a journalist, but he hated writing, and I was I was a kid. I was like 16, and he would take me to concerts and say, look, if you write them, uh, I'll take you in for free, and I thought that was a great deal, um, but then I decided, well, this could actually be a business, so I started to work as a uh, freelance music journalist and interviewed people like Pat Benatar and Alice Cooper and uh, um, Tom Petty, and uh, did a lot of reviews. Um, then I became a magazine editor for a while, um, and then I jumped to what my journalist friends referred to as the dark side, and uh, started a PR company. Um, and and actually, it was my experience on the other side, uh, working as a journalist and as an editor, that really taught me PR. Because I was being pitched all the time, and I saw what worked, and I saw the mistakes that were made time after time. Um, and then during all that, my you know my my love has always been uh, fiction and writing fiction. So uh, um, you know I wrote my first novel, uh, Bang a Love Story, and then adapted that as a play, and we did that in. Uh, New York and L.A. and uh, Linda Cardellini uh, uh, she was just starting out uh, played the lead Um, and then um, seven plays later I finally got to my next novel uh, Virtual Velocity an L.A. story uh, which deals a lot with uh, my time as a journalist and I, I pull a lot from that.
0: Well I'm not so sure I could um I would want to go from being a rock journalist to a magazine editor or a (laughs) PR person, because rock journalism sounds like it would be pretty cool.
1: It was cool. What was hard was paying the bills.
0: (laughs) Yeah. even,
1: Even the big publications back then, even the Rolling Stones of the world, thought a lot of what they were paying you with was, you know, access to, to quote, being cool. Uh, so it was it was certainly fun i I loved doing it uh, but then um, you know it it really came down to hey this is this is a hard way to go um, and then I loved editing because you were able to to take in a lot of different stories and kind of help shape them and and work with authors uh, on that front um, and then p r kind of just it actually, while I was on the journalistic side, I had people that were constantly asking me to help get them in the media. Uh, initially, it was in the rock world. It was bands and singers, and I was doing it for friends. And I thought, you know, I could probably charge for this. <laughs> um, and then I, um, I, it's funny, I never worked for a PR firm. Uh And um, I've had our firm now for for over 30 years. We've been around for a while, Uh, but it was really journalism and my experience as an editor that I think really taught me how PR works.
0: And so maybe you could go into next, how does PR work? And more specifically, how does it work for authors?
1: Right, right. And um, and like I said, I've had the company for a little over 30 years, but about 10 years ago, I shifted my focus where uh, we started to uh, focus strictly on authors and filmmakers, so fiction and nonfiction authors and uh, narrative and documentary filmmakers. Um, and one of the reasons that, that I thought that was a good fit is, one, is that I've, I'm a writer, so I understand where they're coming from, uh, you know, because you write a book and you think my job's over. And sadly, I'm the one who usually has to tell people, your job just started. Um, and I understand what that's like, that sense of, oh, my God, I've done my work. Don't tell me I have to do more. Um, But also the fact is that that our mantra is effective PR is effective storytelling. And who better to tell stories than authors? So from my perspective, writers are the best suited for PR. And why I think PR is so important is it's, it's still the only form of media or marketing that gives you the validation, credibility, and trust fact of being a news story um, you know ads won't do that commercials won't do that social media where it's certainly important but it doesn't give you that validation and credibility anybody can post that's the upside and the downside of social media um, so it gives you that credibility of a third party has said this is an interesting author this is a book that should be covered. Um, and that, that affects people, you know, the media is affected by that. And um, uh, as our readers and publishers, so that, that's an important initial step in marketing.
0: Yes, it is, because you can have, uh, as you said, you can take out ads, but, you know, that's just sort of puffing. But when you have a um, a talk show host radio host tv host uh podcast host whatever talking about the value of of what you're saying in your book that really does as you said validate your message and raise your credibility
1: yeah yeah it's um and the other thing is that it's evergreen uh because um apart from the novels i've also written two uh books on PR, um, The Alchemy of Success and Spin to Win. Um, And I I definitely wanted to sell books with that. But to be honest, one of my main focuses was uh, because I was, you know, earlier in my career and I wanted to establish myself. And it really helped give me that credibility. because we were able to get uh, coverage on CNN and the New York Times and the LA Times. And I use that media to this day, you know, on my social media or on my website. And that's something that people forget. You just don't have that media come out and think, Oh, that was nice. Uh, You work that media, you use it in your social media, you use it on your website you pull quotes, you use it in all of your marketing material. Uh, Look at it as a tool, not just an event that happens. Yeah, that's a very
0: good point. Uh, Nobody puts on their websites that they were on CNN in 1990. It just says they were on CNN.
1: Exactly.
0: Whatever. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, because once... Uh, You know, when when Oprah had her show, you know, we would put uh, clients on, you know, we would book clients on Oprah and, you know, like I used to tell them, once you're on Oprah, you're always on Oprah. And you, you have that on your website, you have that on social media. And that's where social media, from my perspective, becomes very important, is that you magnify and you amplify your media coverage through social media. Because even with Oprah, which was such a huge show in its time, uh, but there were still people who didn't watch it. So if you push that out through Facebook, because Instagram wasn't around then, um, you know, you you reached another audience and all you needed was that connection of your name and Oprah's show's name conjoined and people wanted to know why. And that's what you want people to ask. You want people to ask why why is this person getting this coverage? You know, why is this person generating this interest? Because that's, what's going to get them check you, your book, your website, and and you want to work that. Well, let's back up
0: a little bit. We, you've shared with us why it's beneficial,
1: but how do you get PR? Right. Um, uh, You know, to kind of go back, it's effective PR is effective storytelling. So um, our process is, you know, let's say that we're starting with a client. We start with what I call a brainstorming session. And in that, I ask the client uh, to tell me everything about him, her, uh, their journey to writing the book, the book. Um, But I don't want to focus strictly on the book because a lot of times there are tangential stories that are backdoor ways into the media. And this is where I have some disagreements with, with most publishers. Publishers focus strictly on the book. I understand that from their dollars and cents perspective, but I always feel they're missing a big part of the story because there's a lot of times where we've been able to pull an aspect from a client's story that's not directly related to the book that opens stuff up. For example, we're working with a client who wrote a book on long-term care, Um, you know, caring for your uh, parents, for your grandparents. Um, And she also had a facility that did that. And I went there and I noticed there was a little dog and the dog would follow the nurse around from room to room and on her rounds. So I wrote a press release on the dog and um, because long-term healthcare is, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's, very important stories, but the media can see it as depressing. When we turned it on the head and I kind of did it on this warm, fuzzy dog and the dog didn't see wheelchairs, the dog didn't see age, the dog didn't see Alzheimer's. It gave them a way in and we were able to get coverage in New York Times, LA Times, Time Magazine. Um, But I would have never known that if I didn't know about that dog. So it's kind of going back to my initial point. In the brainstorming session, I want to hear everything about that client and the book. We we then have a media training session uh, with Ann Combrey, our media trainer and she works with the clients on the message where we work with them on the stories. Then we develop short, concise pitches, which we send out to the media. Um, We don't, or we very seldom work with press releases. Um, I can go into that more with you, but that's, uh, I think people generally waste a lot of time and money focusing on press releases. Uh, that aren't going to be appropriate for their particular campaign.
0: Yeah, I'd like to um, delve into that a little bit, maybe after you finish going through the steps of your process.
1: Yes, so um, it's the brainstorming session, the media training session. Then uh, I have an account executive who works with me on each campaign. We have different account executives that have different specialties. Some are... Uh, more focused on film, some non some fiction. Um, and then we build the media list. Uh, we develop our pitches. Um, and here we're talking traditional media. So it's magazines, newspaper, radio, TV, more and more blogs and podcasts have become incredibly important. Um, and we start pitching and then following up with phone calls. So we don't blast out like 200, 300 press releases and then wait and see what happens. We go sequentially, maybe we'll pitch 20, 25 at a time, do the follow-ups, keep building. But a lot of times it's the follow-up calls where you make your placements. Um, Having been on the other side, it's like a blizzard of uh, how many pitches you're getting a day. So it's, it's very hard to think you're going to send out a press release or a pitch and that journalist is actually going to pay attention to it.
0: You have like a a rule of thumb, send out 25 to get one
1: or five or whatever. It, it really, it really differs per, um, for each client and, uh, That's where, because the steps that I'm talking to you about are steps that we will go through with each client. Then it becomes pretty individualized depending on that client's book because we're not gonna go one to the same media for each client. Uh, And the other thing uh, which I haven't touched on, which again goes back to why I'm not a big fan of press releases is we need to modify our pitch to meet the needs of the media we're going to. If we're going to women's oriented media, if we're going to men's oriented media, if we're going to business oriented media, if we're going to local media, if we're going to pop culture media, we had better present our story in a way that they understand it, that we're presenting it in a way where we're saying, this is why this story is of interest to your readers, your viewers, or your listeners. Right. we're not selling we are as much as possible trying to work as an extension to their editorial staff giving them good story ideas you know we're not going in with this is the best this is the greatest we're not using superlatives we're pitching stories
0: okay well backing up to what you're talking about with the differences between PR and Press releases Um, what is the difference why shouldn't somebody do press releases and PR
1: well you can and and there's not a difference between press releases and PR uh, press releases is part of the PR arsenal but basically what I'm saying is press releases are very effective for breaking news stories for celebrity oriented stories for business-to-business-oriented stories. Um, You know, a lot of times, like an advertising age, they'll send out a press release that someone was promoted to vice president or something, and internal business stuff, that's important. But if you're looking to establish a new writer, a new filmmaker, a new entrepreneur, press releases are probably one of the last things you wanna look at. They are the easiest, they are the most common, and just about everyone's going to do it. You know, we will do them for clients, but I'll tell the clients we're doing them for you. This isn't the way that we're really going to get, you know, our media. And every now and then they work. But generally, I know that as an editor or a producer, you will scan a press release looking for names that you know. And that will make you stop and see, you know, if you see Microsoft, if you see Apple, If you see Brad Pitt, if you see something about, you know, pandemic, whatever, um, you're going to stop and you're going to then want to see what that's about and if that fits for your media. If you don't see anything you know, chances are you're going to hit delete. And the other thing is a press release is a one-size-fits-all pitch. You're building one release and you're sending it out to every media outlet. And so you're diluting, you know, if you're pitching everybody, you're going to be heard by nobody most of the time, you know, unless again, if it's a celebrity, if it's a well-known story, if it's a breaking news story, they're incredibly important. So it depends on your needs on whether a press release is appropriate. I'm not saying press releases aren't appropriate. I'm saying to establish a new author or a new book, Think long and hard if that's the direction you're going to go.
0: Yeah, if that makes sense. Although I suppose somebody could customize their press release to particular outlets.
1: But yeah, if- yeah, 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 you could. But that's generally not how it's done. You know, generally a PR news wire or business wire will take the press release that you, you, that, you know, you give them and they'll send that out in mass. Um, You know, you could do it, but if you're using one of those services, it's going to, that's going to run up. Um, And the other thing with press releases, uh, um, if you're going through a service like that and not through a PR firm, is they seldom, if ever, will give you the contact names of where they're going. They will tell you the media they're going to. For example, it's gone to the Wall Street Journal or the Los Angeles Times, but you don't know that writer. You don't know the editor it's gone to. So it's all but impossible to follow up on those. Hmm.
0: That makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, um, you know, then you, you know, so it's as you land media, then media begets media. Uh, So you use the media that you've, you've landed to garner other media. And the media will deny this, but they are as or more impacted by media than anybody else. If they see that you're getting coverage, they wanna know why. Then they wanna see if they're missing a story. Um, so that's why when, when we pitch you know, clients as we, as we land media, we want to use that media we've landed. We want to put links in our pitches. Um, and um, the one thing I haven't touched on, which, which, which I want to for authors is have your own website. Um, you don't need to spend a huge amount of money. You don't need bells and whistles, but you don't want an Amazon page or a Facebook page or an Instagram page or a LinkedIn page to be a substitute for their website. Your website is your home online. You control it. Um, You know, when we pitch the media, the first thing I'm pretty sure the first thing they're gonna do is gonna go check that author's website. And when we place media, we always wanna make sure that we ask the producer or the uh, journalist or the editor to mention the client's website. Um, So it's important on both ends. And because we we do have, you know, quite a few prospects who will come to us who don't have one. And I really want to emphasize the importance of it. And again, it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Uh, Very basic stuff. But it's an important thing to have.
0: Let's get to, I mean, there's a lot of PR firms out there. How do you determine a firm that you want to go with? Are there some uh, some criteria that you can suggest for, for evaluating firms?
1: Yeah, yeah, is um, one you want to talk to them because it is a communication business. And if you don't feel you can communicate with them um, you don't want to do it. Uh, that, that's because they could be very good, but if if you can't work with them, you can't work with them. Uh, the other is get a sense of how long they've been around, what type of media they've placed, um, you know what their approach is, um, and um, you know get a sense of the type of clients they've worked with Um, because if you know if you've written a book in a particular arena and let's say this PR firm specializes in real estate and you have nothing to do with real estate then they could be a very good PR firm but they might not be a fit for you also, be a little bit leery if they come in with a lot of guarantees um, because that's really not how it works. They can guarantee their track record and that's really important. What have they done? But if they're telling you, oh, don't worry, we'll get you on CNN, we'll get you on you know, The Tonight Show or whatever, they're just... You know, they're they're going with smoke and mirrors. And, um, you know, people will often do that to get people on board and then nobody's happy. Um, And so you want a a realistic assessment, but you want to feel that they're excited about your work, that they feel that they can be uh, effective with your work. Um, And then, you know, get a sense of how they see pitching you. Um, Do you see that? And at the same time, if you don't agree with how they see pitching you, be open to the fact that maybe they're right and you're not. Um, Because a lot of times people will say, oh, this is my book, this is how it has to be pitched. Our job is to broaden that and say, no, here's some other ways it could go. And we're looking to be as effective as we can for you. Um, But sometimes people have to let go a bit of their preconceived ideas uh, to see that.
0: Okay. Um, how long is the tip, most typical PR campaign?
1: I generally ask people, uh, to commit for initially four months. Uh, and that gives a campaign time to move and start. Um, because it takes some time to book some stories. It takes some time for them to come out. Um, it's interesting now with uh, the, uh, the whole online internet world, um, when that came around and I saw what it did to publishing and to music and to a lot of the other industries, I thought, wow, what's this gonna do to us? Um, and in a lot of ways, it, it really enhanced our job because we can get now stories out much more quickly because of them going online. Um, so you can do a, sh- a quick build, but there are other stories, for example, let's say we place a story in a monthly publication, a, uh, uh, you know, say it's a women's based publication. We place something in red book or ladies home journal. We could place that today. We're not going to see that story for three or four months. Uh, so if you give it that amount of time, it gives you time to work the media it gives um, it gives the campaign time to build it's a cumulative process so you know i always tell people never do pr if you're thinking in terms of a fire sale you know i'm going to do pr for one month and that's going to change everything it's not you know there have been times we've worked with clients where it has but that's rare that's not the norm It's usually, it's a build, so you do want to give it a few months, and then, you know, and then it varies. Some clients keep going. uh, Some clients go for six, eight months, and they go on a hiatus and start up again, uh, and there it becomes a very individualized process depending on their needs.
0: Next question for you, if you're going to be needing to commit to a four-month, campaign or longer what kind of cost is involved with that
1: that really depends on the campaign if they're going to do a uh, social media campaign or uh, strictly a PR campaign Um, I hate to throw out I mean you're you know you're talking a a couple thousand uh, least Uh, I hate to throw out specific numbers um, because it really depends on the campaign and the client and the scope. Uh, But you, yeah, you've got to be, you know, able and willing to commit some to it. Um, And it's because what you're looking to do is you're looking to sell books, but you're looking to build your brand and that has to have some consistency um and if you have an article in this magazine and then you do a tv spot and um you know then you do a radio show and then that keeps going your brand is building uh and if that pays off in the long run and as we were talking about it's evergreen so it keeps paying off but initially it's the it's that building process. Um, so I always tell authors um, not to look at the PR campaign, particularly in a few months, strictly on book sales. Yeah, the book sales are re- important and that is a focus, but you're looking at it as a brand builder. Um, and if your book is associated with what you do, For example, if you write a book, uh, you know, you're a psychotherapist and you've written a book that deals with your practice or your work, um, that's where PR can be really impactful. For example, with me, with the PR books I wrote on PR, that helped me sell books, but it really helped me establish and build my practice. So it was much bigger than just the book it was my overall brand that it established
0: right now you had mentioned um at least a couple thousand can you sort of maybe give a range um and you can expect that you'll be somewhere between two thousand and six thousand or and is that
1: on a monthly basis or is that over the course of four months it's it's generally a monthly basis and yeah, that range that you gave, you know, pretty much makes sense. I mean, I know there are firms more uh more East Coast based firms who'll you you know will go up to ten. Um but um, it's yeah, you're you're gonna be looking at a monthly based uh retainer agreement. Um and then, if you're doing social media, that's, that's a different agreement. Um, and you know, sometimes our clients uh, contract with us for both. Uh, sometimes they'll handle their own social media, and we'll kind of work in in an advisory way, you know, on that front. Um, if it's an either-or decision, I would always recommend starting traditional PR. Uh, get that validating media first and then start pushing that out through your social media outlets.
0: Okay. And then final question, how do you gauge whether your PR campaign has been successful? And is are there metrics that you can use to determine, for instance, at the end of the first month, or maybe two months, halfway through the four-month process, this is not going well, it's not gonna be worth continuing, or, okay, we're on track, let's keep going.
1: Yeah, um, and where we measure, uh, as a company, where we measure our success is on media placed, um, And the reason for that is, That is where we're focusing. That is basically where we have our our control. Um, The other is we can place clients on the exact same media and the client's experience completely different. You know, for example, going back to Oprah, we had, you know, a few clients based on Oprah. And with, you know, some clients it really, really helped their book sales. On others, it helped their brand, but other media was much more effective for their books. Mm -hmm. Um, So our our criteria for us can't go beyond the placement because each experience is so different uh, and it could be the identical media placement. So, you know, we can't say, like if we get you on CNN that you're going to have the exact same experience that this other client we, you know, placed on there is, but we can say this is going to be a really effective, uh, experience. And it's one that you're going to be able to use yourself, uh, in other ways. Um, so, you know, we're, you, you don't want to look at PR as simply a way to sell, uh, you know to to measure the return on investment, you want to look at how it establishes on you in your field, presents you as an expert, paves the way for other opportunities, helps print your brand, and offers you the validation credibility of being featured in the news. And the one part that I haven't touched on much, and this is one that it's kind of an extra, but sometimes it's the most interesting part of PR for me is the opportunities, that can come that are unexpected. You know, we've had clients where who they self-published and a HarperCollins or a St. Martin's came in and picked it up, or where a production company saw some of the media and came in and wanted to make an option on a book, and um, or where a client was uh, offered kind of an ongoing spot with a uh, a news outlet as a uh, as an expert in their field as, as a reporter so these are ones that are extras they come but that's one of the really fascinating aspects of pr because you're getting out there into the public into their bedrooms into their boardrooms and you're not an ad so they're not putting up their defenses when they're reading the story or, or watching it or listening to it about you, you're the news at that point. So they're much more open to taking in that information.
0: Great, okay. Well, um, thank you very much, Anthony. Um, if there are one or two or three points that you wanna emphasize for people who are considering whether to do a PR campaign, what would those be?
1: Um one, if they have a book, if you're not doing PR, do something. The, you know, we give seminars uh, called PR for Writers, and the biggest mistake people make is writing the book and then stopping, not building their brand, that uh, not building that bridge to their audience. So one is, if it's not PR, look at what is it because you don't want to just stop. Um, The other is if you want to establish yourself as an expert in your field and get your book out there, there I think PR is your strongest avenue. I think that's going to give you the validation, credibility uh, that no other form of marketing can give you. And then you can emphasize that and amplify that in other ways. Um, then the other one I'm going to go back to, which isn't strictly PR, but it is: do develop, do create a website for yourself. Uh, do get a home online. Um, that is, the, you know, that is the world we live in now, particularly right now. Um, and there, you can get a media page. You can highlight your media. You can direct the media to there. You have control of it. Um, because social media, we have some control on, but Facebook or Instagram can make a rule someday and completely change what we did. Um, and you control your website. So, so build that.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. I really appreciate it. And um, how can people get in touch
1: with you if they have more questions for you? The the website is prforwriters.com uh, or prforfilmmakers.com. They both point to the same place. Uh, and if you want to shoot me an email, uh, I'm at Anthony M Emma's and Mary. Anthony M at AnthonyMora M O R A dot com. Anthony M at AnthonyMora.com. Great. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate your joining us today. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure. I appreciate it. So take care. You too.